Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome back, everyone, to Geek So To Speak podcast. My name is Shoff, and, uh, you know, I, but before we get into uh, my, my illustrious, amazing co-host, I just want to let you know what you just got yourself into. You just got yourself into the best podcast ever in the history of mankind. Uh, the reason why is because we're the podcast that celebrates your inner geek every week, and we do so and stay on fleek. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to rhyme now. Wow, point. dude. <laughs> is fleek is it fleek or fleck? I don't even know anymore. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it's it's fleck. Is fleck? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that uh, that sultry, romantic, amazing voice you're hearing is the wonderful, the amazing Wonder Rob. That's Coming right. Live from California. How you doing, Wonder Rob? Oh, I'm doing good. My voice, my voice is on fleck. And I agree with everything Shaf said. We are the best podcast in the world, and we're the most humble. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's all. I didn't have a punchline or nothing. We are I the most. To... We are the most mm. humble. That's fair. Our apple cr- crumble is the most crumblest. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and we're very articulate. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> now. Um, one great thing about our podcast and this is something we do all the time is we try to keep you in the know on all the geek news that we think is worth talking about. So uh, definitely uh, we're going to talk about some really awesome stuff happening over the past week. Uh, some things that just dropped today. So you're going to be right in the, in the general scoop of things. And we are recording this on Wednesday. Uh, 27th, February, 27th of February. That's right. 2019. Yes. Uh, so, that being said, Wonder Rob, um, before we kick into uh, Geek News, can I tell you about what I did today? You know what? I'll allow it. All right, thanks. So uh, I went to a, a vo- voiceover workshop that was being held at Gateway Community College in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it was boss. It was boss. Um, it, was, okay. it was conducted... Uh, by Justine Reese, and she is a uh, voiceover actress in the uh, industry and has done a bunch of stuff. She's union. Um, she has, you'll, you've probably heard her voice somewhere in some shape or form before, and you didn't even know it. Uh, some big things, anybody who's uh, used to brushing their teeth on any kind of regularity has probably <laughs> heard me. of. <laughs> yeah, so Wonder Rob doesn't even, he has no idea about this, but uh, uh, there's this product called Sonicare. And uh, this is by my no means an ad for Sonicare, but uh, she did a really, really lucrative voiceover gig from Sonicare, which is like a huge company. 
made like a killing off of that. So um, there's money to be made in voiceover. There's money where your mouth is. And uh, uh, I'm determined to find that money and find those opportunities and just explore that passion. So I really had a great time. And uh, uh, from time to time, you'll hear me give some updates on how things are going in the, the VO a career move that I'm trying out. Uh, I got set up on voices.com today and immediately after setting that up, I had a flood of emails come to me. I'm talking like 190 emails that just ended up in my inbox saying, hey, you should audition for this or that. And I was like, I didn't even know there was that much out there. It was, it was just amazing to me, the possibilities. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to digging in and, and auditioning for stuff and, and hopefully, fingers crossed, getting picked. Yes, fingers crossed. As a matter of fact, you listeners out there, you hear Shaf's voice every week. I mean, it's sultry. And yes, I'm using the same adjective, I think, that he used to describe my voice <laughs> earlier. <laughs> but it's, I already forgot. Uh, but his voice is sultry. It's smooth. It it drops pure animal sexuality. And, yes. And so here, Shaf, real quick, just give me your voiceover voice, your commercial voice, but with some of our theme song lyrics. Not sung, just spoken oh, like shit. a commercial. Why don't you why don't you give us a little taste? Oh man, now I forget all our, our lyrics. Oh man. <laughs> Come on, Shaf. You can even just start at the beginning. Come on, Shaf. Well, it's time to record now. I already forgot the lyrics, but hopefully you remember. We met on stage because it's time to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to celebrate our inner geek with new shows we something... <laughs> I man, that would have been the perfect callback for eye blouse on fleck. <laughs> Could have threw us off with the rhyme. Dang uh, it. I was uh, trying to to send you the joke. It didn't work though. That's okay. It's it did not. Internet did not work. Fuck me up the goat ass. <laughs> well, speaking of being fucked up the goat ass, how about some of that geek news? Geek news. Nude news. Nude news. All right, what you got? What you got, Wonder Rob? <laughs> I'm, I, I still feel like I deserve a pat on the back for that segue. That was the best segue <laughs> right off the top of the dome, everybody. <laughs> All right, well, here, let me hit you with some breaking news today. How, how does that sound? Uh, it sounds great. That's how it sounds. Nintendo, your friends at Nintendo today dropped the news that we all knew was coming. They announced two brand new mainline Pokemon games for the Nintendo Switch. That's Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Now, they released a, a trailer that had a lot of elements, uh, you know, new environments, obviously updated 3D HD graphics, which everybody is super psyched about. Uh, new locations, meaning taking under sort of the influence of like uh, Europe and everything's like that. But the real, the real big news out of this were three brand new Pokemons, everybody. 
Oh, yeah. I'm touching myself right now. <laughs> Speaking of touching yourself, great segue. Grookey, the chimp Pokemon, because chimps always touch themselves. <laughs> I am the king of segues, but for reals, these guys are super duper cute. The Grookey, oh, I think that one might be my favorite, although a lot of people are online really interested in Sobble, or it might be Sobble. But that's a water lizard Pokemon. And then you got your score bunny, the rabbit Pokemon, who also lights things on fire with his feet. <laughs> All right. Now, I, I got a question for you, Wonder Rob. Okay, I'm ready. Ask me anything about Pokemon. I'm the king of Pokemon. I know all the facts. What is the 137th Pokemon in the Pokedex? Ah, uh, fucking easy. <laughs> no, my, my baby's crying. I, I got distracted. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, honestly, what I was don't the even, question again? I don't, even, I don't even know the answer to that one. I couldn't. 100, oh, 137th. Well, let me school you. It's Mew 3. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, you don't know? Okay. 137th Pokemon. It, it's Mew 137th. Okay, <laughs> full disclosure, everybody. <laughs> We're reporting on this. We're reporting on this because one half of Geek, so to speak, really loves Pokemon. And I know that you know it's not me. That being said, I don't dislike Pokemon. I just sort of miss the Pokemon boat. But I know my boy Shaf, I know his pants got a little tight today when he saw that trailer. It, 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 yeah, the pants were tight. I had to change them. There was, there was some moisture. There was some moisture that could not just dry itself out quickly. Um, let, let me just say this. It is very exciting. I personally own uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And uh, although I haven't played it recently, the main reason why I haven't played it recently is because it's basically a rehash of Pokemon Yellow. And it was just nicer graphics. But the overall concept is the same. I like the idea of 3D models of these characters, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like a new game. It just felt like mm -hmm. a, a remaster. And because of that, it, I, it just didn't keep my, my interest level. But what does get me really excited is knowing that uh, in the mainline, like RPG storyline of Pokemon, mm -hmm. that this sword and shield exists and we're going to get the full capacity of the, the Nintendo switch. It's going to be an entirely new original story, a bunch of new Pokemon. Uh, I'm so jazzed. And to fact that to see that what the new uh, three starter trio is going to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Grookey being a chimp is a grass type Pokemon. So if you're familiar with uh, Pokemon from uh, back in the day, the, uh, the OG grass type was going to be Bulbasaur. Oh. Uh, and um, a grass type is interesting. So, and, and for those that aren't, aren't familiar with Pokemon, they all they sort of operate off of this interesting circle graph. So, it, if you have a, a grass Pokemon, that is going to work really well against water Pokemon. Just okay. like water Pokemon, it's going to is going to work really well against fire Pokemon. Just okay. like fire Pokemon are going to work really well and be very effective against grass Pokemon. So uh -huh. there's a general logic to it. So when you're picking your, uh, your person you want to bring into battle, when you're battling other trainers or whatever else, you got to be a little bit strategic and sort of assess who your, your foe is. So there's, um, I like that element of it. It makes you want to collect all the different types so that you're prepared for just about anything. Uh -huh. um, now with these three Pokemon, we have Grookey, which by the way, in terms of naming a monkey Grookey, 
what do you think there are the two words that combine that dookie because because <laughs> monkeys throw poop and and grr for grass so basically grass dookie is really what we got from that grass dookie <laughs> grass dookie that funky dookie. <laughs> <laughs> um so there's that then there's score bunny like you were saying fire type uh score bunny a lot of people are liking because of looks like uh the, the bunny has like a bow tie and stuff it's, it's very well dressed uh and super cute and then the, the water type which is like a lizard uh pokemon uh is sobble and i think you're right i think it is pronounced sobble because the the this pokemon's ability is water-based but actually mm. tears so like he's sobbing so Aww. so and he's super cute he's basically like a little baby lizard and baby. his like hydro pump move or whatever is going to be is going to be him like just crying his eyes out so <laughs> better than my hydro pump move is <laughs> 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 to pump hydro pump chump um <laughs> so uh, a few things that are really exciting about this is we're going to get random encounters back again for pokemon okay. which means that you'll be out in the fields and you'll be walking through some grass and suddenly you'll activate a Pokemon battle and you'll let's, have to. Let's pause on this for a second. So like I said, I've never played Pokemon. I, I know, I know how the games operate. I mean, I've been around town. I've had friends who have been into it. So I know the basic premise and style of the game. I just haven't played it myself. But the thing that always seemed the most annoying, which everybody is excited about are these random encounters. So you, when in your personal Pokemon experience, that was fun. Like you oh, loved yeah. it. Well, because you never knew what Pokemon was going to be coming. Like mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like, if you were walking through the grass, you never knew what was going to be there next. So it could be anything. And so that, that made it really uh, that much more interesting because you wanted to walk through all the areas that Pokemon are found so that you mm-hmm. could collect them all. But there was a mystery as to what was going to appear next. Yes, some Pokemon were more likely to appear in one zone versus another on the general map. But mm-hmm. overall, like... That there was a certain mystery to it. The last game, which was Pokemon Let's Go, sort of eliminated random encounters and actually showed the Pokemon um, in the grass. So if you walked up to the Pokemon, that's how you activated the capture um, like mini game, pretty mm-hmm. much for the game. So you knew what you were getting yourself into. There was no randomness. If you walked up to a very specific one, you would encounter that very specific one. Got it. Okay. So yeah, so that's what the random encounters are all about. Um, so that, with that in mind, the other thing that's different that, or that brings it back to sort of OG standards is they have the wild Pokemon battles are back mm-hmm. as well. And what that means is for those that were playing Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu or Eevee, when you would get into a, a battle, let's say with a wild Pokemon, there was no true battle. It was really just you trying to catch them. So you, were, you kept throwing your Pokeballs at them and, and hopefully you would capture them and they would become part of your team, basically. Got it. Your collection. Now you actually have to battle them to get their health low. And once their health is low, then you can try and capture them. So there's more skill involved uh, as well as it's just back to how it used to be, which was a a tried and true method. So that's really cool. All right. All right. Well, I'm interested in trying this game, these games, excuse me, only because the hype train is so loud and moving so fast and people have been talking about these games for a while. And, you know, back in Arizona, outside of my boy's shop, I also had a buddy uh, named Josh who was totally into these Pokemon games. I mean, he would be replaying them over and over and over again and telling me how good they are. Like when he 
when he was out of new video games to play that is and so my my interest has always been sort of sort of peaked a little bit but i would always tell myself i'm not gonna play one until there's an actual new one because i don't want to i don't feel like dusting off my old game boy and trying to hunt down pokemon red or anything like that so i'll, I'll try this we'll probably talk about this on a future episode Sweet. And you know what, Wonder Rob, you'll have to make sure that you get the opposite game that I get. Oh. So if I get Sword, you got to get Shield or vice versa. That way we can trade and get all Pokemon. Because that's the thing is these games are always exclusive. There are certain Pokemon that only appear in one versus the other. So you are encouraged to have those interactions with your fellow gamers to catch them all. See, that's how they get you, man. What if Red Dead Redemption was... (laughs) It was half and half, man. That's how they get you, man. <laughs> that's how they get you. That's for but sure. But I'm okay with it. I'll, I'll, I, li- I like that idea. I think that's a good idea. I'll get one. You'll get the other. I'll get sword because, well, obviously. I mean, do I have to explain it? You can get shield. And we'll just go our separate ways and see how it, how it works. Sounds good. That sounds good to me. Perfect. All right. That sounds good to me. What what you got on the docket, Sean? Well, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, for those that are big Star Wars fans, you know, we are anticipating and anxiously awaiting the official title reveal. There's rumors, of course, like we've said before, that it's Balance of the Force for Star Wars 9. But uh, in the meantime, while we wait for that, Topher Grace, who is a super fan when it comes to Star Wars, uh, he, uh, from time to time, has made his own edited trailers for this or that. And he actually just recently dropped a trailer and it's five minutes long and it condenses the entire Star Wars series into five minutes. And honestly, between you and me, Wonder Rob, I think it does so in a beautiful fashion. Uh, the the um, trailer is called Star Wars Always mm-hmm. and um, it's a very powerful trailer. It really does encompass a lot of the story and I, I loved it. What do you think, Wonder Rob? So I watched this today. I actually didn't hear about this 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 just went right over my head until today. And, of course, I pulled it up out of pure curiosity. And I will agree, it was epic. Um, it did do a very sharp and concise job of essentially recapping the story. It's not exactly a trailer that's cut together in sort of a linear style. I mean, it sort of bounces on story elements and particular characters sort of back and forth. The only thing that I found kind of jarring about it was... Jar Jar? Well, yeah. <laughs> Misa hated that part. Um, I'm a voice actor too, you guys. Uh, <laughs> not really. Um, the thing that was jarring was when it would cut between um, like old Obi-Wan and, new, and young Obi-Wan or uh, Han Solo from the Solo movie or Han Solo, Harrison Ford Han Solo. And it would sort of like cut between the... I almost called them characters. It's the same character, but just different actors. So the, the young actors versus the original. And I mean, we're all familiar with Star Wars. We know it's the same character, but there's like a, a uh, you know, your sense of disbelief that just is out the window when you go see Solo, but you know Harrison Ford is Han Solo. But when it's like they're right next to each other, the clips are just like one after the other, sort of flip-flopping back and forth between the actors. That That was the only thing that like, was taking me out of it but outside yeah. of that it was very well made i agree i agree that was a little bit jarring especially since solo was so poorly received mm-hmm. um you could tell where that he spent the most time and he really most of the footage does come from the original trilogy which is nice 
Um, I didn't see very much Rogue Squadron. There was very like maybe like just fractions of couple. Set. Yeah, there's like one or two little things. Um, but not much time spent on that, and <laughs> rightfully so. Not a whole lot of time spent on uh, Last Jedi, except for some scenes involving Luke Skywalker and uh, and Ray, as well yeah. as maybe some Kylo Ren stuff. But um, but I, it it got me jazzed. It got kind of you know Star Wars falls a little bit lower on the radar right now because we're still waiting to hear more details about star Wars nine, but um, certainly we have uh, the Mandalorian to look forward to on Disney plus. So lots of good stuff in the future for star Wars. Yes. He's going to have to make a a 20 minute trailer. Once the Mandalorian lands and we get (laughs) episode nine, but he's going to have a lot of work to do and put in a, you know, put in the animated series too, while you're on it, get on it, get on it. Venom, get Get on on it, Eddie, get on that shit. Get on down, get on down to the next story. <laughs> All right. So I, I picked this story because we all had our toys that we loved as a kid. And if you're an avid listener of our show, you know that Shaf and I both have a toy addiction. Uh, me with the Funkos. Although some people get angry online when you call Funkos toys. They're collectibles, excuse me. That's true, um, that's true. So whatever you like to call them. Shaf with his Marvel Legends, which I would, I would classify more, more as toys, but they are also collectibles. They're only um, toys if you play with them. That's true. When you pose them and you put them up and you look at them with your pants off, they're collectibles. That's right. The moment you start touching yourself... That's playing with them. So <laughs> <laughs> not if you're like me, I turn the toys around first. I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> All right. What I do, what I do is I, I sit on my hands until I can't, you know, they're numb. And then it's the stranger. All right. Now you're getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking this too far. Anyway, we all had our, our favorite toys when we were kids is what I'm trying to say. You got your <laughs> turtles. You got your Ghostbusters, you got your Masters of the Universe, and so on and so forth. But I think Shaf and I would agree, and all you out there would agree, that your favorite toy out of everything that you had unanimously was Mattel's Viewmaster toys. You know, the little uh, glasses that you would put up to your face. Or maybe they're a little more like binoculars. You put the little circle in, and you can watch the movie Hook told in 12 pictures. Great. That's great. <laughs> well, the reason I'm bringing this up is because Hollywood, the, the place we love so much that has an infinite wealth of ideas, has decided to make a movie on Mattel's iconic Viewmaster toy. That's right. It's getting its own live action film, everybody. <sighs> so Why? First of all, that's my first question. Why? Okay. Uh, okay. And how? <laughs> all right. Those are two really great questions. So, why? Why not? How? Well, I don't know. How not? <laughs> <laughs> how not? No, for real. All that's been announced at this point is that they are adapting this toy into a movie. Now, there's no other details on how this movie will work. Um, the, my, my best guess for a, a, a plot for this toy would be a Jumanji type scenario where oh. somebody has 
a Mattel, Mattel glasses and they put in, you know, uh, Masters of the Universe. Just I'll go back to that reference twice in one episode. Not bad. Masters of the Universe and they get sucked into it. And oh my God, I'm in the thing. What do I do? And then, you know, they, it's a struggle to get out of it. And that's the movie. Like that, that's my guess. Okay. I think that's probably good. Or maybe it's a, a relic, like some kind of like fabled item or something is super rare about it. And maybe you're, you're like seeing the, the, the life of a Viewmaster like as told from the Viewmaster. So like it's a collection, a series of vignettes and stories of everyone who's owned this particular Viewmaster because it's probably been sold at garage sales and whatnot. So like it's really not a Viewmaster story. It's just... The, the lives that the Viewmaster has touched over the years. How about that for a character-driven drama slash? Ooh, I like it. Or, or, or a boy or a teenager or a full-grown man or a woman, <laughs> whoever it is, they, they're in their grandpa's attic, okay? Their grandpa died. They go, he or she goes into the grandpa's attic and Wait, let me go. I'm gonna back up. I'm gonna back up. The grandpa died. He was he w- was murdered, but unknown circumstances. It was like what happened to him. He was murdered, but he he was a peaceful man. Everybody loved him. He was murdered. Who knows? She goes up into the attic. They're cleaning all the stuff out. There's a box covered in dust, like way in the corner, cobwebs. What's this, Grandpa? Grandpa never told me about this box. He or she opens it. It's a Viewmaster. That's it. And a single view card. The person holds up the view card. Like, what is this? I haven't seen one of these. I can't tell what the pictures are. So it's sort of like dusts it off, puts it in the Viewmaster. Does the click. It's her dead grandfather. <laughs> a picture of her dead grandfather. On the floor. Murdered. She goes, what? Grandma? What? And then she clicks it again. It's her mom. She clicks it again, her brother, dead. Clicks it again, her father, dead. It's predicting the deaths of everybody in her family. How can this be? My God. How can this be? She doesn't believe it. She's like, this must be going crazy. Her mom dies next week. Looks exactly like in the viewfinder. What? Her brother dies. Looks exactly like in the viewfinder. It's her mission to stop the deaths that the viewfinder is protecting. Boom. Viewfinder movie. I wrote it. Shut up and take my money. I freaking wrote it. <laughs> that would be a good movie or we a should, bad movie. We should just maybe, <laughs> maybe we should just make those <laughs> ourselves. Come on. That's not a bad premise for a movie. Yeah, your, your movie sounds really good. My movie will probably end up where like the, it'll, the view Viewmaster gets like purchased by some dude who's like a drug addict. And then he like bumps a line of Coke off of the Viewmaster, And then <laughs> like the Viewmaster finds his way to like a porn set and it's just covered in bodily fluid. And eventually it gets thrown away. And then we just see it getting crushed by like a trash compactor. And then the, the credits roll. <laughs> but then, but then the mid credit scene. Yes. But the then in the mid credit scene, <laughs> you knew I was going there. I knew it. <laughs> in the mid-credit scene, we revisit the junkyard where all the scraps are, and the the camera zooms in on a very particular reddish piece of trash. And 
as the camera zooms in, you see the Viewmaster is still in complete shape, has not been crushed, and some kid, some street rat urchin dude who lives at the dumpster junkyard picks it up and holds his eyes to it, and then you see him click down, and then Uh the end. And that's the end. Let me tell you my favorite part of that whole pitch. <laughs> he finds the comp- the Viewmaster in complete shape. <laughs> in complete shape. <laughs> I was like, how do I say it hasn't been damaged? I know. I'll say it in the most weird way possible. <laughs> in complete shape. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway. Our, our audience members are like, okay, Jeez, you guys went all in on Viewmaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our headlining story this week is Viewmaster. <laughs> We're not burying, we bury the lead on this one. We will bring up some other news. How about, let's talk about Batman. All right, hit me with some Batman. Here's some Batman news. So, some news related to the uh, Matt Reeves Batman movie, which although it's currently titled The Batman, that'll probably change. Uh, but the newest news from Matt Reeves is that it, if is going to feature four, excuse me, at least four different Batman villains. Okay. All right. Daddy likes. Now, um, there is no information as to which Batman villains, but we certainly have seen our fair share in live action already. Um, Characters like the Joker, Scarecrow, Catwoman. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen Penguin Mm -hmm. in both movie and TV form. We've got Riddler, Two-Face, Bane, uh, Ra's al Ghul, Talia al Ghul, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, and even some mobsters too. So with no shortage of characters from the Batman universe, and I know I've left some out, um, Wonder Rob, if you had to pick two, and I got to pick two, which two Batman villains that we either have seen only a little bit of or have never seen would you hope that Matt Reeves includes in the oh, Batman? That is a really good question. I think my number one villain that hasn't been in a Batman movie yet, or at least that we know of, would be Clayface. Ooh, that's a good choice. I think Clayface would be a badass, especially if they just went full full nonsense Clayface with it. Like, don't worry about realism. I mean, let's face it, they forgot about realism when they made Aquaman. So I guess they're okay with going balls to the wall uh, in the, the separate styles of the particular heroes. So give me a Clayface. That would be awesome. And you know who else I would love to see in a live action Batman movie, especially if they if they're keeping the 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 dark, gritty tone of these Batman movies. Give me some Batmite. <laughs> that would be the best. Okay, all right, Batmite. Batmite is what he's looking. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. That'd be interesting. Um, for me, I would have to say um, we need to get a better Mister Freeze. The Mr. Freeze that we got was built in that um, that Joel Schumacher nipple suit uh, kind of uh, universe of Batman. And I would much rather see him in sort of that tortured um, situation. Like uh, in Batman, the animated series, they really captured um, Mr. Freeze really well, especially I think it's called Heart of Heart of Ice is the episode mm-hmm. name, but it's, it's very uh, Mr. Freeze centric. It focuses a lot on, on 
uh, his ultimate goal of trying to basically uh, cure his wife, uh, Nora Freeze, from uh, her current predicament, which has her basically frozen, um, awaiting some form of cure. So um, it really humanizes him, and I think that we haven't seen that properly yet. So I would want to see Mr. Freeze done right. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. And then uh, throwing out a random um, Red Hood. Red Hood. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, um, I would want to see the, that sort of play itself out. We, we would get um, uh, Jason Todd in the mix. That would be a really fun way to sort of go about it. If, if I really feel like Titans might be heading down that direction in future seasons based on introducing Jason Todd the way they did. So that would be pretty epic if they do. Um, and uh, it also acts as a nice segue to some Titans news. <laughs> Real quick. Let's talk. We'll, we'll talk about Titans, but it hit me as you were saying that. You know who would also be really good? I'm scratching Batmite. How about the ventriloquist? Ooh. Yeah. In like a, a really dark, creepy way. Like, I think that could be presented really neat. That would be really cool. I'm down for Maybe that. Maybe he's I, in it. We don't know. That's true. They, they could probably be picking from, like, sort of the really lesser knowns, like Professor Pig or, or something oh, like man, that. You know? Professor Pig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. All right. We'll just, we'll let that stew for a little while, but we can talk about uh, your, your Titans news. I'll allow it. How's that sound, buddy? That sounds good. That sounds good. All right. Now I have the story up in front of me and I lost it. So I'm going to need your help on this one, Shop. Sure, sure. Uh, but I threw in this Titans story because we just reviewed Titans or at least I reviewed two episodes and Shop reviewed all of it, but they have cast Superboy for the next seasons of Titan. Excuse me, season of Titan. Now, in the story, again, I don't know this because I didn't watch all of Titan. I just decided to watch the first and last episode. It said that your boy, Superboy, was hinted at, alluded to in Titans. Now, that is something I missed altogether. Why don't you fill me in? So at the very end of the season, actually, if you stuck around past the credits. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, you should know better. I'm you should idiot. know better. <laughs> there was a quick scene where it showed that uh, a man was basically busting out of, uh, out of his sort of confinement and being like monitored and watched. And he was naked. Uh, conveniently, the, uh, the dark areas <laughs> of the room and the shadows blocked the, his, his, uh, oh. his wooden tackle, his, uh, his twig and berries. You know, oh, how convenient. Um, but as well as uh, as Superboy appearing, and he was basically like roughing up the, the lab techs and making his escape. Uh, he also opened up the cage of a certain white dog that has uh, oh, great superpowers. Uh, of course, I'm talking about <laughs> Crypto, who was in like a cage that was covered by a green light, which clearly indicates that uh, they're trying to keep uh, Crypto the super dog uh, with some kryptonite. <laughs> Hey, speaking of super dogs. Sorry, guys. We, we took a quick break there because uh, the dog started barking. Uh, we didn't want to put that in there. And... They picked just the right time to start barking. Yeah. They really about they're, like, they're like, oh, I can relate to this. This is a story for my, uh, for my people. <laughs> Us too. I bump this story. This is a good story. So yeah, so Crypto the dog, the super dog, appeared um, as well, uh, shrouded in, in a cage that was 
sort of being uh, light beamed at it, which was green, so very kryptonite-y. Dumb. Next. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, apparently Superboy's going to uh, factor into uh, the second season of Titans. So, yes. So the story booted up <laughs> again for me. I like, I exited out of it like a dumb idiot. Uh, a, a young man named Joshua Orpin, who is a stage and screen actor in Australia, mate. This is his first major American role. Um, Set of Superboy, Connor Kent, his character is described as an angsty teenager of steel, searching for purpose and truth about his past. While looking for answers, he crashes into the world of Titans, where he finds an unlikely home and surrogate family, as well as revelations that may carry more complications than he ever bargained for. Ooh. I love that he's angsty. Of course. Oh, can't yeah, just be a teenager like a lazy teenager. No, yeah. Angsty. Can't, can't be a good-natured teenager. You have to be angsty. There's no way around it. Is uh, Superboy part of the Titans team traditionally? Uh, that's a really good question. I want to lean in towards yes on that, but let me just take a look. All right. Look at this up. School, school this, Marvel, this Marvel fanatic in the, the ways of DC. I'm just learning. Yes, he has been affiliated with the Teen Titans. All right. He's been affiliated with the Teen Titans, folks. I'm as, sure. well as, as well as Young Justice, the Ravers, Legion of Superheroes, Project Cadmus, and it was Cadmus Labs that he was breaking out of in that uh, end credits uh, scene, so that makes perfect sense. As well as the White Lantern Corps and Superman of America. Wow. Not to mention the Superman family. My only experience with Superboy, because I didn't read... The DC Comics when I was a kid, I was a Marvel, a Marvel zombie through and through when I was a kid. But I did read the Marvel versus DC Comics where Spider-Man was fighting Superboy. And Ooh. as I recall, Spider-Man wiped the floor with Superboy. And that's when I was like, dude, you fucking suck, Superboy. And I never thought about him again. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I would, I would want to bet on uh, Spider-Man in that fight too. Although Superboy is basically a genetic metahuman clone of superman so i mean as long as a, a spider-man shoots out some uh, kryptonite webbing i think he's pretty much done so yeah i mean you know kryptonite's readily available in the comics and this tv show apparently enough that you can make a cage for a dog so i don't see the problem <laughs> it's just a spray basically it's a it's a kryptonite spray. it's kryptonite plated really um so yeah so that's the news related to excuse me Superboy on on titans great great everybody uh let's stick with dc here we got a lot of dc news today suicide squad 2 which we all know is coming out uh very shortly here next year or excuse me 2021 um and your boy your favorite james gunn taking over as writer and director what could make this movie even better why of course Will Smith being in it <laughs> because we all love Will Smith, especially Shaw. Shaw has been gone on record saying how much he admires Will Smith. <laughs> so I know you are going to be devastated. I don't know that you've heard the news. Will Smith has dropped out of Suicide Squad. Um, there was no, there's been no official casting for this movie yet. Of course, everybody was counting on Will Smith's 
character to be coming back and Harley Quinn to be coming back also, but it wasn't a guarantee. Uh, Harley Quinn is sort of up in the air whether she is or isn't going to be in this movie, but it has been reported by Variety that Will Smith dropped out of this, um, mainly due to scheduling reasons. Things just aren't working out calendar-wise, and they parted ways amicably. Of course, that's what they say. But Shaf, let me ask you this. Since I know you love Will. I know you love Will. You're always getting jiggy with it. Always. (laughs) This is an audio podcast, but if you guys could see what I see, he's been getting jiggy with it this whole time I've been talking. How do you feel about Will Smith dropping out of this movie? I could not be happier. What? Oh, man. (laughs) I was was way off. I could not be more thrilled that that asshole is not involved throwing the asshole word around okay what (laughs) i got an uncle phil uncle phil (laughs) why don't you want me man why don't you want me man (laughs) come on that's a good episode uh why is wilson an asshole because he's his ego it needs to get checked Big time. Oh, man. He has a ridiculously large ego. And if that sized ego was only matched by that size talent, I wouldn't be having this conversation. But his ego is way larger than his talent. And uh, therefore, he needs to be cut down to size. And I'm glad he's gone because nobody's (laughs) going to miss him. Getting so angry. (laughs) I love it. First of all, I don't think his talent is far less than his ego i mean did you see shark tail <laughs> shark tail was the tits yeah <laughs> um yeah there's movies i've i've liked of will smith uh, but ultimately i think nowadays just recently like he's just got a real attitude problem i don't know he's just really full of himself and thinks he can do anything and thinks that he should be giving his feedback or his advice to everyone like He's some golden god, and he's not. Um, <laughs> and, and so, you know, I just if they want to do Deadshot again, if they, if it's like he's not going to do it, but somebody else is going to play Deadshot, I look forward to that um, because I think Deadshot's a cool character. As far as Will Smith, the problem with Will Smith is he he does bring a lot of star power, which we like. That obviously that brings people to the theaters, but he makes it about him. How much of that script do you think was really about Deadshot before Will Smith was involved? You know, like <laughs> he it, looked at it and went, hey, uh, more me. That was my Will Smith. That's all. I was really just <laughs> racking my brain to see how I could work in that impression. And I was like, ah, my opportunity. Hey, uh. But that's it. Underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Overpromise and underdeliver. That is the wonder Rob guarantee. <laughs> yeah, but he's, I mean, you, you know that he was in negotiations. He said, I'll do this film as long as I have some creative control and you got to let me do script rewrites if I want. And then like, he basically, like, he's like, I took out half the movie and I made it all about me. So <laughs> I hope that's okay. Uh, yeah. That's, so that's that. Like, we don't need an actor doing that. We need an actor who's going to be true to the source material. Uh, and create a believable character, one that we care about, and not make it about him. Uh, because it's Suicide Squad. It shouldn't have been about any one individual person. It should have been about all of them together. Hey, what is this? I'm sort of Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, d- there it is. There you said it. He said I it. <laughs> I don't have a, a great impression of him at all. But let me tell you what I am thrilled about. I love that Will Smith dropping out of Suicide Squad 2. It was 
the straw that broke the camel's back on your voicing your opinion <laughs> on Will Smith because you didn't say a thing like this last week when we were talking about him as the genie. You just sort of, I could, I could see it. It all makes sense now. I was looking at you while we were talking about this, and I could see your face getting red and sweat starting to go down your face and punched up. But I thought you had to shit. Well, I mean, you were really seething with anger, but you were holding it in. I would say about 40% of me is being angry, followed by another 40% of having to shit, followed by 10% of being like really good looking, and another 10% of. <laughs> Wait. Um, how much percent? What's Where the total amount of percent here? <laughs> oh no, I, I'm at ninety. I'm at ninety. Okay. Uh, so the other ten percent is um is a is a conglomeration of things. Okay, got it. Got it. That's mostly, fair. It's mostly me being hangry, but yeah, yeah. Let's. let's go. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, before we got off on a weird tangent, <laughs> Will Smith is out of Suicide Squad two, and that's the facts jack yeah yeah well here's the thing you know what will smith can't hang with james gunn because james gunn is amazing and he's gonna make suicide squad something memorable in a good way not in a oh my gosh do you remember that one movie suicide squad that was really really bad that i can't believe they made i hear that all the time on the street yeah so yeah but now here's the thing james gunn you're, you're not gonna hear me say anything bad about james gunn i'm gonna come to his defense pretty much every time because we've all made mistakes. We've all said things we, we, we don't mean or we say in joking and this or that. So we can't put them on blast, but Kevin Feige, this is some other news related to James Gunn. How about that for a little segue? That's pretty good. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Kevin Feige was recently uh, interviewed and when during conversation within that interview, he was talking about James Gunn and his influence in uh, the, the MCU in general. And I think he kind of wanted to set things straight and sort of let people know that his influence is strictly guardians that the, he was certainly brought in as a consultant for infinity war and various other projects involving the guardians. But when it comes to the general phase four, that is very much an overblown concept that he was sort of the, the architect of all things cosmic. Mm -hmm. um, uh, am I getting that right, Wonder Rob? Yeah, you got it right. And it, it certainly was hyped that way. Uh, you, heard, you heard a lot of Guardians is shaping the way uh, future Marvel movies will be perceived and that we're going to be going in more of a cosmic direction, which we may or may not. But it certainly was implied through all these various media outlets that James Gunn was going to be sort of like the the uh, talented mastermind behind the cosmic MCU. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. And I think, honestly, people thought that because he was the one introducing these concepts, you know. He dropped the seeds for the potential inclusion of Adam Warlock in the future. Mm -hmm. So it's like... Novacore. Yeah, exactly. Novacore, big time. I mean, maybe we'll even get Richard Ryder or something like that. You know, like, who knows? So last deals. I mean, the, yeah, that was a lot. So it's hard not to believe that, but it was kind of out of character, in my opinion, for Kevin Feige to sort of do that. But I guess he's probably got a lot of pressure from Disney in general to sort of would do whatever they can to separate themselves from James Gunn and yeah. his reputation. And I mm -hmm. think up until this point, Feige has been pretty supportive. So 
Um, obviously, they're still using James Gunn's script for for uh, Guardians Three whenever that does happen. But right now, they've said that that release date is not even known. It is going to be far enough out in the future where it's not something that is being shared. So, or that's if we even get it. Like I, at this point, I'm not even confident the movie's going to be made. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Especially if they're, if they don't have plans to make it for some time now, all of these characters that they've sort of brought into the mainstream fold, like star Lord and, and everybody else, assuming that they get undusted, but most of those guardians, like now that they're sort of in the mix, if they're going to do a guardians three and his script is sort of dependent on these characters, I don't know how they can keep that script if they don't sort of plot it out. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. Uh, if it does get released, then it really has to be a firm placement within their overall phase four. Otherwise, I don't see how anything, any stories that he's created will make any sense or be in sort of the general timeline. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, with all these rumored uh, upcoming movies, I mean, you got your, your Black Widow, you got your, I almost said Scarlet Panther. I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not even close. I would see uh, that. Black Widows, you know, your Eternals movie uh, that, you know, is supposedly coming out. You got, we know we're getting another Spider-Man, obviously. We know we're getting another Doctor Strange. That they, they might have to push in a different direction with this. And again, that's if it even gets made. So, that's true. That's well, true. we'll see what goes on there. Uh, the only thing I can be sure about getting made was history, my friend, because the Oscars were this last weekend and Marvel walked away with its first Academy Awards, mainly for Black Panther. Your boy Spider-Man in Into the Spider-Verse also walked away with an Academy Award, but that's sort of like the Sony Marvel division. But Black Panther made history with three wins. Three wins. Now, did you watch the Academy Awards? I was out. I did not get a chance to watch it. I forgot to DVR it. So the only things I've seen are just bits and clips from those that have posted stuff on social media. But uh, I was thrilled when I saw that news that Black Panther was walking away with three awards. I mean, they were nominated for seven, which, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, um, yeah, seven awards, including Best Picture. And for a Marvel movie to be included in Best Picture, you know it, it made an impact on people. So um, pretty amazing. I'm honestly not surprised by the awards that it did win. It seemed like it made perfect sense. Yeah, so I mean, it, it took the award for Best Costume Design. Ruth E. Carter won that. Um, that's significant because uh, Ruth is the first African-American woman to win in this category. Um, and in her speech, she even remarked, this has been a long time coming um what i thought was interesting about what she said was this is her speaking quote marvel may have created the first black superhero but through costume design we turn him into an african king uh did you forget about blank man (laughs) or meteor man no way (laughs) you you did not just bring up meteor man (laughs) that's right i brought up meteor man get your facts straight carter uh outside she meant aside in parentheses aside from meteor man (laughs) man. oh man um like it's the exception of pootie tang (laughs) oh man now you're just getting crazy again uh they also um won an academy award for best production design uh, which was 
Oh, you know, pretty good win. I would, I would go ahead and agree that that had pretty good production design, whatever that means. And the last win for Black Panther was Best Original Score by Ludwig. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know how to say his last name. It's G, and then the O with the little dots. Ranson. Goranson. Goranson. And then uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, like I mentioned briefly, won Best Animated Picture of the year, which is a huge win. Uh, first time a Marvel movie won best anything, even though it's under the uh, Sony umbrella. Now. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And and uh, we certainly spoke very highly about uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it just came out on uh, digital, um, I think yesterday, which is awesome. Um, I'm waiting, holding out for the, the disc though. Um, yeah, I'll probably wait. And, and buy it. Like, I, I don't buy movies that much these days because almost everything is available somewhere streaming. But this is one I think I'm going to put in the collection, my friend. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, and, and also uh, the best production design. So production design is sort of a, I think it's kind of an, an uh, all-encompassing thing, but it really a lot of times has to deal with the set itself. Mm-hmm. And when you think about how they made Wakanda look, I mean, something that was only theorized and... Um, you know, you've seen in comic books and to really be shown justice and to have sort of African culture built within it. Like it was really impressive. And um, I, I was always very wowed by any of those sprawling scenes of Wakanda's main city. So yeah, very cool. Not to mention the rhinoceroses with armor and tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh boy. That's good news week, my friends. Yeah, jam-packed with stuff, jam-packed. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to go over uh, and bring back, by popular demand, one of uh, our favorite segments, uh, something that really gets us a chance to explore what it means to have superpowers. We are going to fight to the death in a superpower showdown. Also, if you want to stay tuned and listen and find out where you can find us on social media, then this is where it's at. Hey, gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here, too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek podcast where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts not to mention memes trailers articles videos and much much more while of course shock celebrates his inner geek on instagram with all kinds of geekgasm oh inducing pics and memes (laughs) if you're enjoying what you're hearing let us know find us and follow us rate us and review us on itunes soundcloud and google play we got new episodes every week so don't forget to tune in same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back, gang. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. And now, since you've been good, patient little boys and girls, we're going to hit you with our special segment this week. That's right. It's Super Power Showdown. Yes, friends, it's Superpower Showdown. Now, 
how this works if you forgot or if you're just brand new to the podcast. We have a special website that you can also visit that randomly assigns a superpower, be it from magnetism to being able to juggle really well. And that's it. It assigns you a random superpower, gives you examples on how the superpowers work, gives you examples on which characters in all sorts of media have had this power. And you and I and Shaf are going to play. Now, how this works is we're going to randomly generate our superpowers. The setting is, let's go with a football field because I like the football field setting, Shaf. Sounds I'm on good. one end, he's on the other. We are going to pit his randomly generated superpower against my randomly generated superpower in a debate to the death. Best two out of three wins. Now, the last time we played Superpower Showdown, if you guys remember, was during our Geeky Awards, and we used the Superpower Showdown, a single sudden death winner-takes-all match to determine who was the best host of the year 2018. And as I'm sure you all remember, I won! <sighs> it's true. You, you were the be best host of 2018. <laughs> so... I got the belt. I got the championship belt on right now. So we are going to see who is going to win this round of Superpower Showdown. Are you ready, Shaw? Oh, I'm ready. I went okay. ahead and just clicked it uh, to get my random superpower. So I am ready to go with my first one. All right. I'm going to let you go first. Since I'm the reigning champion, it's only polite to let the upcoming challenger go first. So what do you got? Okay, so I hit the uh, the wiki superpower link, and it gave me the superpower of death inducement. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do this? I would pretty much say this is a guaranteed win for Shaf. Here we go. Unless so, I get life inducement. You never <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, and then we're just stuck at a crossroads. Okay, so um, the, let me kind of give you some some details related to this particular power. So if I the power of death inducement is the power to cause death either instantly or after a certain amount of time. Uh, the subpower of death manipulation, and it, as you said, the opposite of life inducement. Now, um, it's also called death uh, evocation, death touch, fatal touch, killing touch, all that stuff. Um, okay. Some, let's see here, limitations. All right. Um, <clears throat> users of immortality are immune Okay. So if you right. are immortal, then you stand a chance at, uh, at beating me. Um, users of resurrection. So if you have resurrection power, that will undo the damage. Okay. Um, it's, it's only limited to a certain range of work, including touch only. So I can't, um, it's not like a, a, a blast power where I can do it from a distance, like a ranged effect. No, I've got to be touching you. Okay. So us being on a football field, that does present a unique challenge because if you're on one end zone, I'm on the other. There's a lot of distance between I us. I can run. Me. That's right. I got 100 yards to go before I can touch you. <laughs> so it turns into a trip or something. It's going to turn into the most epic lethal game of tag you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, some known users, Hades. <laughs> for okay. one. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Death, death itself. Fantastic. Um, how about uh, if you guys have seen Death Note uh, or read the the comics, the books, Death Note books? Uh, people who have the Death Note book who write their name in there would uh, would cause that to happen. Um, pretty much every. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cybermen from Doctor Who. Okay. Example. All right. All uh, right. Death or Hella from uh, Marvel Comics. Rogue uh, as well. If I guess. What about Rogue... the Dementors? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Those would definitely. Um, Emotep from the Mummy. There's mm. there's tons. There's tons. Yeah, I think we get it. Touch me and I die. <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, All right. Rob, what do you got? Well, let's load it up here. So here I am standing at the other end of the football field, and my superpower is, ah, oh, I got an error. It said it said four oh four. Okay, let's do it again. And my superpower is, oh, you are not gonna believe this, Sean. <laughs> no. You're fucked now, buddy. Absolute lock manipulation. What? That's right. You heard what I said. The ability to lock or unlock anything or an advanced ultimate form of lock manipulation. Uh, my capabilities, if you couldn't tell already, the user can lock or unlock anything, whether it's for locking up everyone or everything by any means or releasing or unlocking hidden potentials or inner powers of others. Just becoming a variant of this ability so i mean that that's pretty self-explanatory let me give you a, a couple of uh people who have had this power nobody that i've heard of <laughs> <laughs> oh wait it says right here the doctor from doctor who via the moment so that's probably the uh, most commonly known um the tower from phineas and ferb i know you know that one shop Incognito from Helsing, the escapist from the amazing adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Uh, whatever these things are. So essentially, let me just go back here. I can lock or unlock anything. Now, so when you say you can unlock anything, does that mean like you can lock someone's movements or you can lock me to something? I think, I think if we're going into the broad sense of things, it says lock or unlock anything. So... If we're going with the broadest sense of the word here, yeah, yes, yes, I can just lock your legs and be like, "Wow, that's weird, dude." I thought <laughs> I also, you were coming over here to kill me. I also think you mentioned that you can lock someone's abilities, right? You can you can like unlock someone's potential, right. but also lock them. So theoretically, you could lock down my powers from even working, right? It's see, I love where your head's at, Chop, because that was going to be my very next point <laughs> <laughs> that I can. I can lock or unlock hidden potentials or inner powers of others. So that being said, I, if I know you can kill me by touching me, I just snap those fingers, baby. Locked. Or even if I don't want to go that far, I don't want to lock your legs. I don't want to lock your powers. I'm going to give you a fair chance. You're 100 yards away from me. I fucking run into the bathroom. Lock the door. <laughs> Get to me now through the door, can you? <laughs> Someone's in here. Occupado, <laughs> Mr. Roboto. Someone's in here. <laughs> so, you thought I was being facetious <laughs> when I said, oh, shop, you are not going to believe this. <laughs> I cannot believe that you managed to get a superpower that was able to negate mine. I cannot believe this. So oh, it came. It came. It's, uh, it's a pretty clear indication that I would be dead in this scenario. The only way I could, I could survive is if I didn't tell you I had the power, walked up to you slowly as a friend, uh, took you out on a date, and uh, when I was making my final move, uh, 
you know, <laughs> and, and kind of, you know, went down and for a nice little tushy grab, that would kill you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just take me out. We, first of all, both of us are just in a football field 100 yards apart. <laughs> hey, Rob! Yeah? Want to do something? Do you like pizza? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> my death toll was wrong, my friend. All right, you win that uh, one. You I win, win this one. one. And the, my favorite part about winning this is that I, I don't have to kill you. All I have to do is just turn it off. That's okay. right. Want to play some Mario Kart or something? I'll or... go kill somebody else then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Round one goes to Wonder Rob. All right. All we're right. doing best two out of three. So Wonder Rob could lock this down with this very next one. We'll see. That's, that's true. Okay. So you went first last time. I'm going to go first this time. Let's roll the dice and All see right. what my next superpower is. I am the proud owner of Draconic Energy Generation, the ability to generate dragonic energy okay i don't know what okay. that means well perhaps when i describe the capabilities you'll understand capabilities okay. the user can generate dragonic energy how do you like that is that like you mean like the energy of a dragon is that what you're trying to get at dragonic? <laughs> that's super super great question shop but maybe if i listed some of the known users You'll know what I'm talking about. Known user, the on, the one and only example. Dragon type Pokemon. Okay. Now, this is a, a visual clue, so I'm going to have to describe it as best as I can. So it's giving me a little video of a Dragonic Energy Generation via this Pokemon. It's a the Dragon type Pokemon, and he's shooting fire out of his mouth. So I'm just going to go with since i'm not really getting a, a a good explanation here that i can just shoot fire in my mouth well are you saying that you can shoot fire or you can conjure like a pokemon type thing and that thing conjures the fire no i i can generate it I, okay. i'm not conjuring anything else it says the applications is dragon aura and trigonic energy blast so I'm going to dig deeper just a little bit. So Dragon Aura is the power to sort of generate uh, dragon-like features. Specifically, it's giving me the power to have an arm of a dragon or dragon physiology. So I could also, in theory, produce scales, maybe like to an armor sort of effect. You also would probably grow wings then too. Oh, that's right. You're so smart. I can fucking fly. Wings... Armor, fire breath, boom. I'm a dragon, okay. Dra right. Anything that a dragon can do, I can do. I can blow fire, I can fly, I can lie in my piles of gold coins like Smoog. <laughs> All right, well, if I get Dennis Quaid, you're ruined. <laughs> All right, if you get Dennis Quaid, I'll, I will forfeit it immediately. <laughs> All right, I just clicked it. My superpower is that of energy drain. Mm, okay. The power to leech off energy from an object, creature, or existing energy. It's a variation okay. of energy absorption. Okay. So um, I can drain physical energy from a target or group, making the affected physically weaker or mm. cause them extreme fatigue while gaining their strength and stamina. Got it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, do, 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 limitations. 
too much use will make the user hunger for more power. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, hunger for power. <laughs> way too much will inflict harm to the user, even fatally, if they continue using. Okay. Um, limitations must. Uh, nope, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, for known users. Uh huh. Hmm. Who do we got? Who do we Galactic. got? Like Rogue. Galactus, uh, Phoenix, Rogue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, are a few of the well-knowns from uh, Marvel. From DC, we got Captain Adam, Bloody Mary. From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this TV series, Karai. Mm, okay. Uh, who's right. Shredder's daughter. Um, you mean Shredder fucks? Oh, with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you think you know? <laughs> he fucks with the best of them. Aruku Saki it to me. A bunch of Pokemon. There's a bunch of Pokemon are listed there too. It's interesting. Both of our powers have some Pokemon relevance to them. Interesting. Okay. All right. So I'm not confident you can beat me with this. Unless you can clarify, do you have to be touching me? Or can you drain my power without touching me? It says, because if you don't, if you have to touch me again, I'm a hundred yards away. I'm going to turn my skin into dragons and I'm going to drag him the heck out of there. It does not indicate that there's a limitation to whether or not I'm touching you or not. In fact, it says I can be draining it from a group of people too. Uh, You're right. Yeah. So with that in mind, I think that I could totally drain you of your power uh, which would basically leave you without any any strength and thus me gaining your strength in the process. So I would sort of take on, to some effect, your your strength of a dragon. So I would totally smack you with my dragon tail then. Okay. All right. So I guess it, it comes down to the the scenario again, who, who gets off their power first. But that's... That's not what the game really is. It's ultimately who's going to take down who with what power. That's right. Here's here's what I like about what you just said. Just like my previous win, I just took away your power or turned off your power. And I was like, let's go get a pizza. He did the same thing. You're (laughs) like, I just absorbed your energy. What do you want to (laughs) do? I did did also say that I smacked you with my dragon Ah, tail. But but I didn't kill you. I didn't kill you with my dragon tail. It was just more of like a little bitch slap. (laughs) You said, man, you made me drive all the way down here, and this is that weak-ass power you got? Don't you know I can suck energy? All right, let's go. Let's I'm going to suck you right now. <laughs> I'll suck you right now, buddy. Suck that energy. All right. All right, all right so I'm going first this time, right? All right, so it's... So this is the tiebreaker. Joff was the winner of that round. All right, this is it. All right, here we go. Winner takes all. What do you Clicking got? it now. Oh, shit. Oh, I love it. I love your reaction without even knowing what your power is. God damn it. Tell me you, know, you know you're in trouble. You know you're in trouble when the, the image that appears next to the power is uh-huh. that of Aquaman. <laughs> ah, sucker. All right, oh, so here we go. Here's the power. The power is the power of water sense. Ooh. Here we go. Okay. The ability to perceive the movement of a body of water with extreme accuracy. Oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> and determine like where power. threats are placed in water sources. Okay. All right. So um, I'm just going to skip ahead to known users. Obviously, we know we've got 
uh, Aquaman, good old uh, Arthur Curry. But in addition, if anybody's a big fan of Percy Jackson, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, book series also really crappy movie series. The books are way better. Uh, Percy Jackson does have, he's a son of the, basically he's a demigod. He's the son of Poseidon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has the ability to conjure water and sort of uh, manipulate it as well. Now, mine is not the ability to manipulate water, but just to perceive the movement of it. Also, um, I can only determine where threats are if they're placed in water sources. Last time I checked, we were standing outside on the fucking football field. Uh, So unless the sprinklers are on and have totally just doused the field into a floody mess, um, I don't know how much good I'm going to do <laughs> in this really, fight. What you can do is you can tell me, hey, somebody on the upper tier <laughs> just flushed a toilet. <laughs> it was toilet. a Wait, wait, oh, it's clogged. Now I can detect the danger. It's going <laughs> to overflow. <laughs> hey, how about a courtesy flush over there? Oh, just boy. grab a hold of something and give it hell. We're going to get through this. Now, don't – I wouldn't worry – there's a 50 50 chance I can get a power just as dumb, if not worse, because as we've all seen in this contest, we've gotten some pretty dumb superpowers sometimes too. Like uh, when I said I could juggle, that was a superpower that I got one time (laughs) on this. All right. So I am going to go ahead and roll the dice. It might be your lucky day. Let's see here. Oh man. You're dead, dude. I'm really sorry about this. I got cryogenic constructs. The power to create tools, objects, weapons, armor, or even appendages out of ice. What, what did I say? Cryogenic? Cryo, cryokinetic construct, excuse me. Wow. Um, I was like, wait a minute. I think I said that wrong. Also called cold slash freeze slash ice construct. User can turn ice into tools, objects, weapons, other items, Create semi-living constructs or create structures, buildings, blah, blah, blah. Users have mastered this ability, can use it for almost any situation, creating anything they need. Uh, Applications, uh, appendages, armors, barriers, platforms, restraints, vehicles, weapons, pretty much anything you want. Fuck doll. It says fuck doll. That's so weird. I didn't. Who wrote this wiki? Um, uh, oh, man. That's going to be one uh, ice-cold evening. Yes, it is. There's a lot of people with this particular power. Uh, Elsa from Frozen. Frozone from The Incredibles. Iceman. Killer Frost. Bobby Drake, who is Iceman, like I already said. They, they have them listed twice here for some reason. Coldfinger. Uh, Icy from Winx Club. I know you know Winx Club. That's W-I-N-X Club. So, Shroff, here's the thing. I can control ice, okay? <laughs> now, at first, at first, I thought, well, this is a dumb power, just as dumb, because it doesn't say I can generate ice. It just says I can control ice. But at, when I scrolled down to the known users, the big red flag was Elsa from Frozen. Now, I've never seen Frozen, but I've been to Disneyland, and I know what she can do. She can generate ice. I've been on the frozen ride at Epcot. I've seen it. <laughs> so the fact of the matter here is that I could control ice. And ice is technically water. So I think the only advantage you could have is that you could perceive <laughs> where my ice is coming from. 
That's right. Uh, Even if we're like, you know what? Hey, uh, the football field's kind of boring. What if we go to the, the school swimming pool? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I really do well around water. And then you're like, yeah, I do well around water too. Watch me freeze it and then stab you with it. So, uh, and you, I stab you with it and you go, I detected this. Was <laughs> I had some danger intuition that you were going to use this to stab me, but I had no means to stop you. <laughs> so what I would do, here's what I would do in this situation. Since we're going on the, the route of not killing each other, and your power i like to think that our powers like we don't know our what our powers are when we get into the ring it's on the jumbotron it goes shoff water detection wonder of (laughs) can fuck your shit with ice (laughs) and you know like the audience watching is just like oh man oh yeah we forgot to mention there's an this is a sold out super bowl yeah this is like the college and so they're waiting for something. So they're, they're looking for something. They're looking for a show, Shaf. So I'm really sorry about this. I'm not going to kill you. What I do is I just snap my fingers. I turn you. I take all the ice around you. Just build a snowman around you. Snowman. And then you can get out of it. It's not like solid ice or anything. But you just go, Ugh. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Now, will you give my snowman large balls? <laughs> I don't have a carrot or coals. I can't generate those, but I can also manipulate it. So yes, giant wiener and balls. Okay, that's for all you, I buddy. That's for all you, I buddy. ask. And again, it's just as easy. It's freshly fallen snow, mind you. It's not packed, so you just bust out of it as fast as I can put it on you. But I think as soon as I put on put it on you, I just hear over the speakers. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Wonder Rob, you win this one. Yes, the reigning champion is still reigning, still the king of Superpower wow. Showdown. Congratulations! Oh, sir. it feels so good. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, it never gets old. Man, okay, well, uh, so that was our Superpower Showdown, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, let us know if you're enjoying what you're hearing. You gotta, uh, please, please, please let us know. Um, You're gonna do so through rating and reviewing us and all that jazz. You'll find us, subscribe to us, tell all your friends, all that shit. Yes, and I'm I'm gonna do a deal for you guys. Anybody who rates us, reviews us, and leaves a review on iTunes, I'm going to read the review, but I'm not just going to read it. I'm going to steal this idea from my pals at Marvel Movie News. I'm going to read it in my sexy voice as if I'm seducing you. I will read any and all reviews like I'm trying to get you in there. (laughs) And that's a promise. That is a promise. Yeah, Wonder Rob does not fall back on those things. He's a man of his word. I'm a man of my word. Um, all right get so, nuts. let's get that <laughs> with that we are going to uh, bid you adieu please tune in next week we got some really exciting things planned because it's episode number 50 that's right week. the big 5-0 so we got something really big and fun planned for that so tune in for that and then of course in the coming weeks Captain Marvel so yes. we are very excited so thank you for, for tuning in and please keep tuning in Same geek time. Same geek channel. We'll see you later. I love you.
why being a voiceover actor is gonna suck in my house. Cause they're never quiet. They never stop licking. They never stop shaking. <laughs> Save all this for the end credits of our show. They never stop snoring. They never stop <laughs> sniffing each other's butts and humping in circles. They never stop docking. <laughs> they never stop, never stopping.